Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The war has changed. That's what the CDC proclaimed in a recently leaked internal document warning that Delta variant breakthrough infections were more severe and pervasive than originally anticipated. Now in a full-fledged panic, the libs have gone masked mad once again. Friends, it's time for Hold the Line. Welcome to Hold the Line. I'm Buck Sexton. We knew it. We told you. As long as the virus of Fauciism lingered in our society with mask mandates on planes, with some social distancing paraphernalia still up in the office or whatever. It was just a matter of time before the libs would panic again and try to bring all of this stuff back. What's remarkable is that right now, if you look at the numbers of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID, it's still very low. It's at the kind of levels on both of those points where you would think that we would be largely celebrating our victory over the virus and worried a whole lot less about what it looks like going forward. But no, instead now we have the full-on panic brigade from all of the Fauciites, from the Biden White House, from the Democrat Party, telling us that we need to be doing some of the things we did when the virus did not have a vaccine out there, when the virus did not actually uh, have effective ways of doing real mitigation through herd immunity. No, instead we're being told things like when you're home with your kids, Even if you as an adult are fully vaccinated, you should probably wear masks because your kids aren't vaccinated. This is the Surgeon General saying just that. Uh, For example, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated, that's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that mask, uh, even if you are fully vaccinated, uh, wearing wearing it outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step protecting those at home. Yeah, they're actually telling you at home with your own kids, wear a mask. These people are nuts. I mean, this has really just gotten completely out of control, right? That's the Surgeon General. Why would anyone do that? No normal, emotionally, psychologically healthy adult would say, I'm vaccinated, comma, and I'm still going to be at home with my own children wearing a mask. This is mask madness. That much is very clear. But the Biden White House is still very much on this message that if you just listen to us, we'll control this. We have the tools 
Joe Biden says. We've spent the last six months preparing for this possibility. The vaccines are highly effective. We have enough vaccine to, for everyone to get vaccinated. And thanks to the American Rescue Plan <clears throat> and the hard work of the American people, we've administered over 325 million vaccinations doses in the past six months. We have the tools to prevent this new wave of COVID from shutting down our businesses, our schools, our society, as we saw happen last year. So why are we even talking about it then? The shutdowns, why is that even under discussion? We have the tools, we've used the tools, people have gotten vaccinated, over 160 million as he points out here, but there's still this, oh, we might have to do it again? Based on what? Are we really trying to chase a zero COVID future? where there'll be no COVID cases, no hospitalizations, no deaths whatsoever in a country of over 330 million people. What has to happen for the lockdowners, the Democrats here, to understand how absurd their position has become? I mean, you see what the CDC has been doing. They're constantly now changing their guidance. They're discrediting themselves by flip-flopping on this stuff. Now, all of a sudden, it's, well, maybe you should wear a mask indoors, even if you're vaccinated. And hold on a second. The bargain here, the deal that we struck, so to speak, months ago, was if you get the vaccine, you're good, you're done. No more mitigation, no more masks, none of that stuff. And now here we are a few months later, cases are still way below where they were during the disease at its maximum spread. Deaths and hospitalizations are even more dramatically down. And yet we are being told that we have to go back to some of what we thought we had left behind. This is why people start to feel like they can't trust these institutions that are supposed to be nonpartisan and based entirely on the science, like the CDC, but seem like they're very much partisan operators these days. Here's Senator Cruz saying just that. Did vaccines not work? Did science not operate? No, it was obvious then, and it was obvious on the day that the oracle of the CDC spoke, that vaccines work, which is why every Democrat took their masks off. But fast forward to this week. The CDC issues a new proclamation. Apparently, according to the CDC, vaccines don't work anymore. That science thing, inoperative. We got more important things to worry about, like politics. As an aside, Mr. President, has there ever been an institution in American public life that has more discredited itself more rapidly than the CDC. Now, there may not be an institution that has more discredited itself than the CDC, but there's definitely an individual who has over the course of this. The liberals' great hero of the pandemic from the beginning, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, as you know, on this show, we have been deeply critical of for a long time now, well over a year because it seems like this is a guy who spends far too much time playing to the cameras, trying to get on television, saying things that are contradictory, changing it around all the time. We're told the science is settled by people like Fauci, and then they unsettle the very science they had previously claimed was settled and therefore beyond dispute, beyond discussion. Here is just a little montage, we need a montage, of Dr. Anthony Fauci flip-flopping on just the mask issue alone. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. 
Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And Masks it, are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. Mark, there has and, not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. Which is it? Which Fauci is the one with the science settled? Which Fauci is the one that we are supposed to listen to? Just wondering. Well, it's whatever he says today or tomorrow. And forget about what he said yesterday, because that can't matter anymore. This is the person who has been more responsible for our response to COVID-19 than any other person in the United States government, probably any other person in the world. He's got some ethical concerns as well with what he did in the early days to cover up the possibility of the lab leak theory from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But you know what the left does instead of dealing with these facts, dealing with this reality? They just yell about how all those bad Trump supporters want their freedom because they're just so dumb and they don't know anything and they don't care about people dying like one of the dumbest people that you'll see on CNN, Don Lemon. New guidance on masks because of the breaking news I just told you about. But he says it's about freedom, no restrictions, no mandates. So, okay, what does freedom mean? Do they want the freedom to get sick, to be hospitalized or worse, worse? Do they want the freedom to be lying in an overcrowded hospital, struggling for every single breath? Do they want that freedom for people they love to be infected with a deadly virus? Freedom not to follow the facts, even if your freedom kills people? What kind of freedom is that? What kind of freedom do they really want? Oh, Don, just so compelling. Who needs, who needs to have choices over their own life, medical decisions, all the rest of it? Don Lemon and CNN have ideas for you. They're going to start injecting you with uh, vaccines, with boosters, with who knows what else over time. Get ready for it. Or we'll have more on the Delta variant panic with New York Post political reporter David Marcus when we come back in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at Black Rifle Coffee. I need to start off my day with a healthy dose of caffeine, and I get it from Black Rifle Coffee. Not only is this some of the best coffee I've ever had, it's a veteran-owned company that serves premium coffee to people who love America. Black Rifle is committed to supporting veteran law enforcement and first responder causes. I mean, this is the most delicious coffee you're gonna drink anywhere. Whether you're brewing the perfect cup of pour over or cracking a can of 300, Black Rifle Coffee will fuel your way wherever the summer takes you, or the fall or the winter for that matter, wherever. Black Rifle Coffee imports amazing high-quality beans from all over the world. They roast them five days a week at facilities right here in the U.S. Purchase today at blackriflecoffee.com buck. Use code buck at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. This is what I drink every day. It's what you should be drinking, too. It's what we have here in the office in the studio. Fuel your summer with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee. 
New York Post uh, columnist David Marcus joins us next. The health department, which in, especially in an emergency situation like this, has very real powers, uh, can uh, put out a variety of rules. Just as you said earlier, there was issues with smoking in the past. Any kind of public health issue can be addressed. Okay. And we're looking at all those options. Okay. But listen, it comes down to something very human. We want people to understand this is, this is what saves their lives. This is what saves the lives of their loved ones. But we've tried incentives for months and months. We tried being you know, communicative and open and compassionate and all that was good. But we need something also tough at this point. Incentives, yes, $100 per person, great deal. Mm -hmm. But we need mandates. We need mandates, he says. There's New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio adding his voice to the panic over the Delta variant out there, making it very clear that vaccine mandates are on the table and perhaps imminent here in NYC. Not everyone's buying the latest COVID panic porn. Check out this eye-catching cover from today's New York Post. The image illustrates the scope of the risk the Delta variant poses to vaccinated Americans. Of the 161 million who've received the jab, just 5,601 have been hospitalized by COVID, just over 1,000 of them dying. That's a total of 0.0007 of the total vaccinated population. Sounds like things might be a little overblown here with the lockdown libs. Joining me now to talk about it, New York Post political reporter David Marcus. David, good to see you. Good to see you, Buck. Are they really going to do this in New York City? I mean, is, is Mayor Bill de Blasio going to say, well, the health department is now mandating vaccines for all residents of this city perhaps to go into restaurants or, or maybe just mandating it for everybody? I mean, how does this look likely to play out? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't because I'm not even sure. I mean, restaurants are one thing, right? Like you could force restaurants to do this and, and hope that people don't just create, you know, copies or whatever if they want to go to the restaurant unvaccinated. But, you know, enforcement's going to be a problem with this. But <coughs> pardon me, the, the bigger problem here is this is the most confused I've been uh, since all of this started in March of 2020 in terms of what metrics the CDC is, is tying the recommendations to and, and really just in terms of what's going on. Like now it seems like a, a lot of these changes and recommendations are based on, on what happened up in Provincetown, uh, which is really murky, man. It seems like a whole bunch of vaccinated people um, contracted the virus, which I mean, if you even said that was a possibility two weeks ago, you'd get yanked off social media. I mean, my head's spinning. I, I spent most of the day watching COVID panic porn on CNN, and then it would cut to an ad for the gigantic concert in Central Park in three weeks that CNN is broadcasting. It's insane. My head's spinning. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It does seem like there is at this point no more room for anybody to run with the this is based on the numbers because in dc we've had two people in the last two weeks washington dc have died from covid two in two weeks in a city of seven hundred thousand. in new york the numbers are pretty similar it's it's a an actual like a handful less than a half dozen i think it might even be two or three people in new york city have died of covid the last couple of weeks so we're losing maybe a person a week and now that includes people who are severely uh, who have serious comorbidities, who are in their 80s. People pass away in their 80s all the time. That's just the life cycle that we as human beings have. And now they're going to put all these rules into effect because of one thing that happened in Cape Cod, 
where of the hundreds of people that they think were infected who were vaccinated, I, I think five of them ended up in the hospital. So even if, it just doesn't make any sense, David. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at it the way you are. I don't understand what they think they're doing. No, and, and there's no transparency. I mean, I believe the last ta well, COVID task force briefing was on Tuesday. Uh, these are massive changes that, that we're undergoing. Where, where's the press conference? Where's the briefing? Where's the, the, the 25 reporters in a room who can ask, you know, Walensky and Fauci and all of these people anything they want? They're doing TV appearances, uh, you know, here and there. Um, but there's no transparency at all. And, and that, was, that was what Biden promised he was going to bring us, right? Like, this was all going to be transparent. This was all going to be the science. Ask the scientists anything. They're they're missing an action, um, and we're not getting any kinds of answers really right now from the Biden administration. It seems also like we're heading for blue states taking pretty extreme actions, but a lot of red states. I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis down in Florida, uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, they're blocking some of these measures. So so we may actually have a situation finally where there are going to be places in the country, you know, there have been some of this, but there was always, you know, cities would take these measures because they weren't being blocked from it, right? Like Miami had a mask mandate, even when there was no statewide mask mandate in Florida. Uh, same thing with cities in Texas that are run by the libs, right? Austin and, and Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, now we may actually be at a place where the state government is blocking local government from doing it. So there'll be blue states in panic and red states living normally Maybe this is what it takes for us to get to a place where we can see who's right and who's wrong with all this. I mean, it, it might. You know, there's also, of course, all those states in between that aren't California or Texas or New York or Florida, uh, many of which under the radar were had pretty lax policies and did OK. Right. I mean, this has always been a patchwork across the country. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I certainly hope that there are places that resist this. I still have hope that New York City might be one of them because um I, I don't, I, it's not California here. I, I don't think people are ready for this again, but I, who knows, man? I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, de Blasio is on his way out. He could try to pull this, you know, I almost hope he does so that Cuomo will say no, because they hate Do each you think, other. And, you think Governor Cuomo of New York would step in and say that de Blasio is a nutcase and we can't actually allow this to happen? I think if I think if Bill de Blasio said the sky was blue, Andrew Cuomo would claim it was green. I, yes. I mean, I, I, I have some hope of that. Um, and, and yeah, I, you know, Cuomo has been notoriously or, or very, at least strangely absent over the last week. I mean, yeah. this is the guy who like loves to get on TV and he's the one in charge. And, and don't you love his tone? And I don't know where he is or, or what he's doing. So it's, it's a really confusing moment, and, and we need some answers from government on all levels. I know you're out in Brooklyn. I'm already seeing in New York, though, without, there's no mandate. There's been no change. People in stores, I just got a coffee before I came on here to do the show. People in the store wearing them. People uh, I mean, who work there. People going in, yeah. putting a mask on. It feels like they're getting ready. Are you seeing that, too? Yes, and, and not for the first time. I mean, there is a very fast relationship between seeing all this stuff on the news and going out into New York the next day and the number of masks have increased, right? Um, we've seen this before, but yeah, it feels pretty dramatic the last, the last two or three days. Well, David, enjoy the fresh air as long as you can. I think we're heading for mask noncompliance in some places. We'll see if that happens. Thanks so much. Thanks, Buck. 
As many businesses in New York City prepare for renewed indoor mask mandates, one small business owner is speaking out against the revival of COVID restrictions. New York City art gallery owner Eli Klein joins us next to discuss the potential cost the mandates will have on small business. First, I want to talk to you about the most valuable asset you have, your home. I mean, how much equity do you have in your home? 50,000, 100,000, more? Cybercrime experts are alerting homeowners that the more equity you have, the greater the chance foreign and domestic criminals will come after you. Home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes out there. In fact, Home Title Lock, America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners they could already be a victim and not know it. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title, forge your signature stating you sold your home, and then they take out loans using your equity. You're not covered by insurance, your bank, or common identity theft programs. Protect your most valuable asset, your home. Register your address now to see if you're already a victim and receive a complete title history of your home, a $100 value, free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back with more Hold the Line. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's happening, folks. Just like I said it was going to. Los Angeles mandated indoor masks for unvaccinated and vaccinated folks. D.C. quickly followed suit and pulled the uh, power uh, cord here. And then New York City's Mayor Bill de Blasio is promising new mask rules to come as soon as Monday. They just can't fathom letting go of the control, no matter what the damage to folks out there may be. Eli Klein is the owner of a New York City art gallery. He is pleading with Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, not to bring back masks indoors, tweeting, a mask mandate is a slowdown for all indoor entertainment venues, stadiums, gyms, theaters, concert halls, clubs, malls, stores, offices, etc. People don't want to do these things if they have to cover their face. Wearing a mask removes joy, normality, and comfort from activities. I could not agree more, by the way. Eli Klein joins us now. Eli, thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. First, I mean, as somebody who is a small business owner, as well as uh, in the arts community here in America's largest city, 
What has it been like just trying to keep everything going during these lockdowns and mandates and all the rest of it? So, you know, to be honest, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been frustrating. Um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, there's not clarity with respect to what's going on. Uh, and, you know, the real problem here is that uh, I like to say, and this is the truth, it's not just a mask. And it, it's just, it's not just a mask. These, this mask mandate, uh, if implemented during the summer when, you know, we might not have COVID uh, levels this low in New York for, you know, until May 2022. If, if mask mandates are implemented now, they might stay here, you know, long term, and then it's a slippery slope. But what's next is, you know, uh, capacity limits, uh, social distancing guidelines, um, you know, other restrictions, forced business closures. You know, there's just no end in sight, and there, there has to be. And, you know, that point came when all adults had vaccine access. And we've had vaccine access for many months now. And, you know, that has to be the point to which no COVID restriction is, uh, is acceptable anymore. And the most difficult part about it is simply not knowing what the future holds, right? If, if, if they're going to start implementing COVID restrictions in the summer, you know, what are they going to do in respiratory virus season here in New York in the winter? Um, you know, will they close my business again? Uh, it, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's a level of, of craziness uh, and kind of irrationality that is, is hard to believe. I mean, there's no uh, evidence of a net benefit to masking immune people. It's just, um, uh, it's, just, it's just ridiculous given what it will do to New York City, what it will do to tourism. For me, it's not a selfish thing. I, I, I'm not talking about my own gallery specifically. I'm, I'm a native New Yorker, born and raised here, and I hate to see uh, what it's going to do to New York City. Why would anyone open a new business here uh, under these kinds of, uh, of potential Yeah, I mean, the city is not, I'm here really, with you, yeah. Eli, and I'm a native New Yorker too, and the city is not back. People that think, you know, our notion of what it means to be back is very warped if this counts. Yeah, their business is open, but you do not have the streets full of tourists the way they used to be. You do not have the same vitality and, and life in this city the way it was before. We're just not living in essentially the world's most expensive giant concrete prison the way we were during the full lockdown era. And I am very concerned, just as you are, that mitigation, so-called mitigation measures that could go into effect today could be dragged out until next spring. In fact, I think that's the likeliest scenario if you do have that here in New York, even while case and fate cases, but also fatalities are incredibly low at this point compared to what they were. A couple going on on a week-to-week -week basis now. Broadway, uh, one of the best-known reasons for people to come to New York, is saying they're going to require audiences to be fully vaccinated and wear masks at all shows. This is the theater industry announcing this today. Why, Eli? I mean, what do they really think this is going to accomplish other than harass and annoy people? I mean, you know, to have a group of fully vaccinated people massed together is is just um, it's really beyond reproach. You know, it is uh, it's something that is uh, is so shocking uh, that it's it's even difficult to comprehend or, or talk about. To be honest, I mean, I I, I never thought they would have uh, backtracked so quickly without real evidence um, that masking immune people even has that benefit, uh, but you know, we're going to see, you know, people aren't going to, to come to Broadway. First of all, 
you know, with respect to Broadway having these big theaters that are you know potentially only for fully vaccinated people, you know, I was asked today, would I do that in my gallery? And uh, here in New York City, the majority of people that are unvaccinated are are black people, right? And so my answer is is simply, I will not be implementing a rule that effectively bans over 60% of black people for my gallery. And I don't think other people in New York City should do that either. Um, Eli, and, thanks, for sharing, yeah. thanks for sharing your perspective with us. Stay strong, we'll talk to you about this, all right? Absolutely, you too, thank you. All right, coming up, filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza joins us to discuss the latest on the January 6th commission. Right now, let's talk about my friends at My Digital Money. Everyone wants to invest in cryptocurrency, but it's not that easy to get started. That's why Colin Plume, the CEO of Noble Gold, decided to create My Digital Money. It's an easy-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with concierge-level customer service. It's one of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that will answer your phone call and help you get started. And because your comfort and security is their absolute top priority, they offer an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins, trigger orders to help you secure opportunities for gains or limit losses without having to watch your account 24-7, a play money account so you can test the market without risking your money. And with the recent pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies, this might be the best time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals that have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not just a number. Check them out at mydigitalmoney.com. That's mydigitalmoney.com. we get to Nesta Souza coming up in just a moment. Stay there. The questions we've asked have gone unanswered for months, and they fall into two principal categories. First, are there defendants, as a consequence of their conduct on January 6th, being deprived of access to potentially exculpatory evidence? We have seen that the FBI has a history of animating criminal conduct. That is precisely what happened in Michigan, and it may be what happened on January 6th as well. Florida Congressman Matt Gates, after he and two other Republican members of Congress were turned away from the D.C. Department of Corrections, where they tried to visit accused January 6 rioters. Many questions remain about many of the defendants who remain in jail, including their access to evidence and the conditions in which they're being held. Joining me now to break this down, conservative filmmaker, best-selling author, and podcast host, Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, good to see you. Buck, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I think it hasn't really sunk in yet with the American people, even those who generally try to pay attention to the machinations of the Democrats, the deep state and the rest of it, that there are people who are being held and have been held for months in solitary confinement because of January 6th, who are not even accused of a violent crime, Dinesh. How is this possible? The left began by describing January 6th in these kinds of inflated terms. It's uh, it's sedition, it's an insurrection. So you would expect that these prosecutors would charge these January 6th defendants with sedition, uh, but none of them are. If you look at the typical charging sheet, in a few cases, there are assault charges, but in many cases, it's only two charges. Number one, essentially being unauthorized in a public building, essentially trespassing. And the other is, quote, obstructing an official proceeding, which is to say, I guess, delaying for an hour or two the ongoing, congr- the ongoing process uh, that was going on in the Capitol. 
Now, the left is guilty of this 10 times over. They obstruct official proceedings all the time. They do it violently. They've been doing it essentially for a year nonstop in Portland. Uh, and, and so yet, you have all these guys, and there are a handful of them, a couple of them that have been, their cases are now adjudicated, but most of the other guys, they haven't even had a trial. They haven't been found guilty of anything. They're presumed innocent, I take it, until they're found guilty, and yet they're being held under harsh conditions. I understand being treated very badly by the DC correctional system, and uh, and in some cases held in solitary confinement. So that means 23 hours a day in the lockup with very limited access to other people, um, and uh, in some cases, very limited access to your own lawyers. Dinesh, you know, Nancy Pelosi uh, joined George Stephanopoulos insisting recently the select committee should have no partisanship. Take a look at this. I do believe that the work of this committee, in order to retain the confidence of the American people, must act in a way that has no partisanship, is all about patriotism. And uh, I'm very proud of the members of the committee, and I'm certain that they will accomplish that goal. We have to, again, uh, ignore the antics of those who would, do not want to find the truth. I mean, Dinesh, she says she doesn't want this thing to be partisan. She blocked Jim Jordan and Jim Banks off of that panel, which is really not done generally in, in the Congress. But I, I can't tell which is more troubling. Nancy Pelosi being so delusional that she believes this stuff or that she's such a practiced liar that she could say this with a straight face? Well, there are a couple of huge questions about January 6th that the uh, this commission, I believe, will not even take up. One is, uh, how much did Nancy Pelosi know and what was her basis for rejecting security for January 6th when she was repeatedly warned that there might be trouble at the Capitol? Uh, the second question is, what was the role of the FBI in instigating uh, the entry into the Capitol? Not just in, in a sense, planting undercover people to find out about it, but actually proposing it, driving the plan forward, making it happen. The FBI, as we know, is very involved in a similar uh, plot to kidnap uh, Gretchen Whitmer. In fact, that plot may not even have gone forward without the FBI. So what was the FBI's role? It's kind of interesting. We've got this agency that they participate in plots and then foil them at the last minute and go, wow, we're amazing. We foiled this plot that we ourselves instigated. I mean, this is is really shenanigans at an amazing level. And then when we saw those Capitol Hill guys, the police officers, I mean, I was kind of impressed by the crying fest. Schiff was crying and, you know, Kinzinger was crying and the Capitol police officer was crying. But some of their accusations really don't match up. One guy said, oh, a crowd was yelling the N-word at me. Well, you know, where's the surveillance video? Uh, didn't you have a body cam on? Let's see the footage. There's almost nothing at the Capitol that isn't recorded. So if this really happened, we would expect to find it on tape, yet evidently it's not on tape, which tells me it didn't happen. I mean, Dinesh, they had this uh, committee meeting earlier in the week, as you mentioned, the testimony of different officers. We didn't find out anything new. Is the plan here to just keep having these, these one-offs so the media can go into these spasms of outrage and despair about January 6th, you know, every, every few months until the midterms? What do you think the real strategy is here? 
I think the real strategy is one of um, blatant intimidation. In other words, basically what Pelosi is saying is, listen, we're running an armed camp and we've got these militias called the Capitol Police on our side. Uh, and so we're sending out the message to Trump supporters across the country that we're going to treat all of you as potential terrorists and insurrectionists. And if we get a hold of you, we can lock you up and basically mistreat you without trial. Um, so this is a kind of an importation, I would say, of a Cuban style system to America. The most chilling thing to me is the relative silence of the Republican Party, apart from Paul Gosar and Matt Gates and Louis Gohmert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, you have essentially the, the dog that isn't barking here is, you know, where's Ted Cruz? Where's Mitch McConnell? Where's the leadership of the Republicans in the House and the Senate? They're scared of this issue. They're keeping arm's length from it. And this is only emboldening the left to think, hey, listen, it's open season on these guys and their own team won't defend them. What do you think the next move is then? I was going to ask you about Republicans. They haven't really seemed to be willing to stand up on this and point out that, you know, holding people in solitary confinement for a crime that's effectively trespassing and obstruction of government is outrageous. Uh, this is emboldening the Democrats. What do you expect them to do then over the next the next few months? Well, there are some of these people, and by piling charge on top of charge, they get these people to uh, take a plea and then throw themselves at the mercy of the court. And this is not good either because a lot of the D.C. judges are very left wing. They're kind of in, in league, if you will, with the left. Um, some of the defendants are facing huge charges. I mean, 15 and 20 years in prison. I mean, think about it. This is a crowd that went to D.C. to support Trump. They genuinely believe the election was stolen. They went, you know, boisterously to the the capital to get their questions answered. They weren't trying to overthrow the government. They weren't trying to organize a coup. This was an unarmed, rowdy group of people. And yeah, some of them should have had the good sense to realize they shouldn't get into the capital. But when you consider what Antifa had been doing in all the months prior, you can forgive them for thinking, hey, listen, political protest doesn't have to stay within confined boundaries. Look at all these guys on the left and what they're doing. Why can't we do some of the same? But little did they realize that there's a huge double standard of justice justice in this country, and they're facing the, they're, they're seeing it right now. Dinesh, thanks for your perspective. We'll stay on this story. We'll have you back soon to talk about it. My pleasure. Pelosi breaks her own mask rules, of course, and the squad thinks every single thing is racist. That's not a shock. We'll have those stories, though, coming up in quick hits. But first, have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to do it on your own, and you didn't want to make rookie mistakes? I felt exactly the same way as you until about a year ago. I've always loved the idea of real estate investment, but I didn't want to get involved in something without some guidance. Then I met my friends at Done For You Real Estate. They've got real expertise in this. They took all the guesswork out of it for me. They found me an awesome property. They rented it out for me right away. They managed the tenant for me. And now I get a check every month like clockwork. Don't wait another second to see if my buddies at Done For You Real Estate can do for you what they did for me. Visit doneforyoubuck.com to see how it works. Again, every step of the process from picking the city, the house, getting the loan set up, getting a tenant in place, and a management company to handle the whole thing for you. Just go to doneforyoubuck.com to see what my friends can do for you. That's doneforyoubuck.com. Go to that website to begin your real estate investment journey today. We'll be right back with Quick Hits. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Last year, Pelosi said the federal government cannot require everyone to be vaccinated. So why so silent now, Nancy? AOC is also complaining yet again, because that's kind of what she does. Let's get into it in quick hits. First off, uh, we are being reminded now every day that the COVID virus is super dangerous, even if you're vaccinated. And so you must wear a mask. That's what they're telling you, even though it's actually a virus with an over 99% survival rate without a vaccination. With vaccination, it's like lightning strike level that you're actually going to die from this if you're under 65 and have been vaccinated. Um, and it's even very, very small if you're over 65. But the point here is that Nancy Pelosi is a big proponent of telling all of us how seriously we have to take the virus and how the rules that they put in place for all of us must be obeyed. And then Nancy Pelosi took off her mask during a photo op in violation of her own rules. Look at this. Oh, she's so safe. Oh, that's right, she's safe, she's safe. Oh my gosh, COVID everywhere, COVID. There's so much COVID spraying in the air now. Oh, without those masks, it's all just going right in, right? I mean, what's the point of wearing a mask if you're then gonna pull down the mask and be right next to people and be breathing? Look, I think masks are dumb. I've always thought they're dumb, you know that. But it's even dumber to pretend you think masks are really useful and worthwhile and then pull them down and act like that doesn't make a difference. One thing I know for sure, whatever you think about masks, if you take them off, they definitely don't work. They definitely don't work. Um, another thing that we're seeing now from the Democrats is that while they at one point, uh, well, let's, just, let's actually go to present, then we'll do the reverse. Now they're telling you that you might have to get vaccinated, that they might make you get vaccinated uh, whether it's state and local government going to do it to you, or if you're a federal government employee, the Biden administration going to make you get that shot. But it wasn't long ago that Pelosi was saying, you know, you can't require people to do this. Back in April, here's Nancy Pelosi. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. I can't go to the Capitol physician and say, give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated so I can go encourage them to, or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. Uh, so we can't, we can't do that. But wait, what, what seems to have changed? And things are much worse then in terms of COVID. Far higher fatalities, hospitalizations, far less herd immunity. There's a lot of immunity out there right now, folks, a lot. But yet we're now supposed to think that what wasn't necessary then is necessary now, even though the numbers have gone in the opposite direction. In essence, as we've all become much safer from COVID as a society and have dealt with this even longer, we're being told now we have to do things that when there was a higher risk of COVID, they were saying were, it was not necessary. 
someone is going to have to explain how that makes any sense. But I have a feeling they won't do that. No, instead, I think what's likely to happen here is they're just going to say, be quiet, peasant, take the shot, and then take the booster. And then probably take the booster six months after that, too. AOC. Yes, I know. She's always able to get attention in the media because I, it's a whole, that's a whole other story. But she shared in response to the uh, bipartisan budget agreement in the Senate the following. A lot of times bipartisan agreements are just as defined by who people in power agree to exclude than include. And it seems like what she's pointing to here is not a lot of diversity. Is that what this is all about? Well, if you're wondering, the next one uh, to tweet about this, Corey Bush wrote, is this the bipartisan infrastructure group or the audience at a Kid Rock concert? I think the Kid Rock concert uh, joke there, oh, I'm sorry, and then the hashtag, negotiation so white. So I think it's pretty clear here that it's too many white people involved in the negotiation, not enough diversity. That's where we are now from uh, members of Congress who don't like the deal. I, I didn't want to say, first of all, why, why we got to bring Kid Rock into it? Guy's, uh, guy's a great performer. I celebrated his whole catalog. And there's Joe Biden who said something that you just got to hear it to believe it. It's going to get better. Yeah. It's going to get better. You're going to make an awful lot of these electric vehicles pretty soon, too. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. And... Anyway, and if we I don't used to do, drive an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish oh, I yeah. could. I used to drive an 18-wheeler, he says. You know, sure he did. Sure he did. That's all the time we have for this episode of Hold the Line. Before we go, I want to remind you of our latest sponsor, My Digital Money. You've probably been hearing a lot about investing in cryptocurrency, but it's not easy to get started. That's where My Digital Money comes in. This is a it's easy to use self-trading crypto IRA platform with top-tier customer service. It's one of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that will answer your phone call, help you get started, and they give you unparalleled military-grade security, plus trigger orders to help you secure opportunities without constantly watching your account. A play money account, so you can sort of test things out without losing money in the process and see how you do. And with the pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies, this might be the best time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals who have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not just a number. Check them out now. Go to this website, mydigitalmoney.com. That's mydigitalmoney.com. And that's it for tonight's Hold the Line. No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly is up next. Shields high. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.